Thank you, Mark. Welcome to All In Recruitment. Um, thanks for making the time. I know you've had a long week last week and also this week. It's super packed for you. So we are so excited to have you here. Thank you, Lydia, for having me. I'm very excited too. So let's start a little bit with your background. Uh, just in a nutshell, you've had an expansive career in recruitment. You started as a recruiter, then you moved into making your own HR materials. That's a great enterprising attitude to have very early in your career. And then you went on to start a HR tech company before going yes. into regional talent acquisition. So all in all, it's more than a decade in the recruitment industry, exciting, exciting period to be in the recruitment industry. So perhaps you can start by telling us a little bit more from your point of view, your journey and your current role. So uh, can I actually say hello to everybody first? Of course. Okay. So hi, my name is Mark and people call me Uncle Bear. So um, about my career, actually, I have done quite a few things in the past. Basically, I was working for a recruitment agency, consulting firms, learning a lot about leadership development. And I got a chance to be like, a, you know, a author. So I write a career self-help book. And basically, I was a career coach as well, helping people to find jobs to plan their career. And then right now, I'm basically the managing director for Ubisoft. We provide SaaS recruitment, we provide HR consulting, like employer branding, recruitment marketing, and also uh, uh, hiring managers into the training. So today I'd like to share my knowledge and experience and I hope that it can be very useful for you guys. Mm. As soon as you are. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more about your uh, thoughts on the candidate experience. And you mentioned you have a podcast and that's Uncle Bear that you're known as, right? So you've gone into podcasting yourself and you are also a prolific writer. So you've done, you've, you've written a book and you, you regularly write blog uh, pieces on this specific topic. So how's that been for you so far? Any interesting feedback or compliments that you've received? Yeah, I'm very grateful that people actually find it useful. So I do write pretty often on LinkedIn right now. And, you know, like normally when I write, I try to make sure that the content that I provide, people can find it useful and share it at the end. So I got some people who actually reached out to me and they just asked some more questions, you know, about the content I wrote. And some people just, you know, write to say thank you. So I feel like if I can keep doing that and, you know, Keep contributing the useful content to audience. I think that's a lot of experience that I can learn a lot from the as well. There's certainly is a lot of appetite for uh, useful content. People want to know what the newest insights are, and and especially in the past two years, we've seen uh, a push towards digitalization, and most companies today are forced or they have to be tech companies today. So, in in terms of recruitment, going back to your to your core expertise. What would you say might be the top three challenges facing tech recruitment today and okay. how, how do we tackle them? Um, all right, Lydia, maybe I can emphasize on uh, a few, maybe two challenges that I found like most resonating, right? Okay. The number one, I think that um, maybe companies, they don't have strong enough employer brand. And that's because I talked to a lot of people and they told me that it's really hard to find candidates in the tech industry, you know, but for me, I believe that there are enough, but, you know, like normally when you look for candidates, you want only one person for one position, right? You don't need a lot of people. So how do you actually win them over, you know, convince them to join your company if you have 
strong employer brand, then to do that is much easier. How do you know if your employer brand is strong? There are quite a few ways to, to see. Um, you can see when you post a job, do you get a lot of applicants? You know, or does it take long for you to find candidates? That's like the time to fill problem, right? So when do you know that that okay, you know, you know what? Maybe my company doesn't have that you know strong employer brand. Then you might do a few things like for me because I used to be a talent lead impact, so I actually create some project about employer branding by myself, right? But if the company has some investment, you know, they can actually hire someone like an employer branding manager. I think that way um, there can be some dedicated person to actually launch, you know, the project to be an EVP, employer value proposition. You can either use uh, agency to help creating that or you can do it by yourself. And once you create that EVP, then you can involve your people in the company to help amplifying your values. You know, maybe you can run like a workshop or something. You can uh, provide like a course to teach them uh, how they can become an ambassador. How, how can they um, write thought leadership posts on social media like LinkedIn or Facebook. I think that way it can really help uh, the employer brand to get better and better. Um, the other challenge, I think that companies have rules to improve the speed and the quality of hire. And I think, you know, to, to do that, from my experience, I think recruiters or talent acquisition team that can educate the hiring managers, you know, to be more engaging with the hiring process, they can leverage their network, they can, um, and, you know, maybe join the sourcing jam or something, you know, like uh, help the recruitment team to source the candidates and maybe help in selling and closing the candidate, you know, because hiring managers, they are key success for um, any hiring activity to be successful and they can make or break um, the result, right? They, they can break the candidate experience when it takes longer, the candidate experience become, you know, uh, poor, right? And that can help increasing the quality of the employer brand as well. So I feel like the recruiter or talent acquisition team should really work with the hiring managers even more, even better. Those are two of those challenges that I think we see quite commonly amongst uh, companies that want to hire tech talent, especially tech talent is needed across the board now, right? There's also the challenge of hiring maybe the wrong talent in the in the urgency to hire. In it. What might be the solution for that? I think one way is definitely how you can help your hiring manager to interview better, to assess better. Give you an example, uh, you know, normally hiring managers, they tend to focus more on the hard skills or someone from the same industry, especially in the tech industry. They want someone from, you know, let's say we want someone from the MarTech only, right? And, and for hard skills, it's trainable. I would say it's trainable and comparing to like attitude or values or their, you know, like the culture fit, um, those are the things that is very, very hard to train them. So recruiters can, um, you know, build like a program to help hiring managers to know how they can use behavioral questions better, how they can, you know, stop using bias to assess, you know, those candidates. 
No, you, you make a great point. I think then the the hiring managers do play, as you said, make or break the hiring experience, right? Absolutely. And and yeah. the end result. So we spoke quite a bit about the challenges, and there are lots of tools out there to automate the hiring process, such as yeah. our tool in Manatal is one of them. What kind of impact do you think these technologies um, and tools can have on recruitment? From my experience, I think it makes so much impact when it comes to your decision, like what you want to do, you know, what kind of projects you want to initiate. So basically for me, um, how do I know what to start or what to stop? It's based on the data that I got from, let's say the applicant tracking system, you know, because normally I, I look at this data pretty often and I analyze it. And then not only just analyze and I'm trying to understand by myself, but I have to communicate this to other stakeholders. For me, I managed the APAC before, so I communicated the data in terms of like a presentation. I call it a quarterly talent review or QTR. So in this presentation, I show the data like time to fill, um, you know, like how long does it take to find you know, like candidates, right? Uh, what is the referral rates? What is the sourcing rate or agency rates? Like basically, how many people did you hire from those channels? Let's say if the referral rates come down, then you might want to come up with the referral program, right? So I share this information to the stakeholders. Like for me, I share it to the functional leads, for example, sales leader, marketing leaders, customer success leader, and I also share it to country managers as well. So without the data, without the platform, I don't find a way to do this effectively. You've you've been in recruitment for for ten years. Have you had to work through a time where there was uh, no uh, not much data available for you to make these uh, presentations and and present these information uh, present this information to to the hiring managers? I, I used to just use my own gut feeling. And, you know, let's try this, let's try that. But without actually knowing why we think that's the priority, you know, when it comes to recruiting, there's so much to do. But, you know, how do you know which one to do first, second, or third, or which one you should not even do anything about it? So, yeah, I had been through those days that uh, I just do whatever I, I wanted to do, whatever I felt creative, I did it. But I don't think it's that effective. All that leads to how uh, recruiters and hiring managers and actually entire organizations uh, deal and handle the candidate experience. Right, it goes back to your to your main uh, point today, and and this mm-hmm. is something you've been very passionate about. And of course, it's yeah. extremely pertinent to both recruiters and candidates. Mm-hmm. What would you say are some ways re- recruiters can ensure candidate care throughout the recruitment process? I think first of all, I'd like to say that I, for me personally, I'm, I'm passionate about this because, you know, like when I work with candidates and especially when I write something, I got a lot of candidates write me a message telling me about the experience that they found it negatively, you know, with those uh, employers. So uh, that's why, you know, I really want to help companies to become more equipped with the ways how they can improve it, right? So I can share from my experience. I think the first thing, uh, there are two steps that I would recommend. The first uh, step would be to measure where you are. 
because otherwise you wouldn't know, right? Like you know, what is your status? Like, is it are you providing a good experience or are you providing really bad experience? So how can you know? You know, um, I think the first source of truth would come from basically the ATS. I just talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. You need a lot of um, data from the AT, uh, the applicant tracking system. Uh, from my ATS that I use, it has this um, like a candidate survey. You can create like a questionnaire, and then you can set it like to send it out after, let's say, the second round of interview. Right, and then every time you know when you interview two people, and let's say you reject them for the third round, it will send to them, and they will you know uh, put the answer, put the comments, study from that, and then use that to talk to your hiring managers, use that to talk to the stakeholders, and improve it. So the second sort of tool is you can also learn from the agencies. Let's say if you use recruitment agency, I think they can help you gathering this information. So let's look at, you know, the agency that they helped you for the past year. You can ask them like, hey, uh, did you hear any good feedback or bad feedback from um, the candidates? You know, what, what did they say about your company, right? So I think that is like really useful information. And then the last one would be um, the new joiners to talk to them and then ask them to give like an honest feedback and, you know, really find out what can be improved. Once you know where you are, then you will know what to do next. So the second step is to take actions. Um, You can improve the recruiters or talent acquisition team directly. Like for me, I normally uh, would help my team to uh, improve the candidate experience like when they do the phone interview round. At the end of each call, they can just provide like a holistic view of the process, right? So uh, you can let them know like who will be the interviewer, you know, how many rounds, how long it's going to take. And by giving this transparency to the candidates, they will know what to expect. And they will really think that this is very professional, right? And, you know, the other thing that you can do is to engage with your hiring managers, train them how to provide good candidate experience, how they can sell the company, you know, and how they can treat the candidates. One of my tips that I like to use is um, tell them to treat the candidates like as if they are their siblings, like brother or sister, because you will never want to treat your brother or sister badly, right? So use that kind of mindset to treat the candidates and you will get so much positive uh, candidate experience. That being said, the tricky parts are usually when a candidate uh, applies for a job, but they don't get a reply and they feel as if they've ghosted, they've been ghosted, or, or when, when a recruiter has to reject a candidate. So this is a tricky one. What are some ways that recruiters can reject candidates but keep the relationship warm? I would say there are two types of candidates, right? Let's say the first group is those who just apply to you, your roles, I mean, like your positions. Then you you go through their resumes and then you find that oh they're not the right people. When you have the ATS or applicant tracking system, you can basically just use the template. You know, trying to write in, in a way that is uh, friendly and maybe um, more empathetic, say, and use that to send to them. I normally have a rule that when we go through this applicant review, mm-hmm. we have to do it within five days. 
Okay. So this is for the first group. The second group are the people who actually gone through your process. Let's say they have the first interview, the second interview. Some of them actually go through the presentation round. So they are the people who actually spend some effort and time with you. So you need to treat them with even more care, right? So the the way that I found is very effective is you need to give them the feedback. That's a definite. Like you have to give them. But when you give them, use I call it like a sandwich feedback approach, right? So you provide like a bullet points that okay you are not uh, moving forward because of this reason, and then put like a bullet point. And the first bullet point is positive. Like great communication, strong experience in SaaS or something, and then the second one or third one, it can be a negative one. But the negative feedback, it shouldn't be something that is attacking them. It shouldn't be something that is too personal. Trying to use some sentence that is, you know, a little bit softer. For example, you can say something like "limited experience in B 2 B sales." Mismatch in terms of the working style, something like that. It doesn't sound too bad, right? But trying to find something that it makes sense because if you give them something like, okay, after three rounds of interview, they are overqualified, then they will be like, what? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, right? So yeah, I think using this sandwich approach, it really help. And then at the last last paragraph, I always say like, and if you have any questions at all. Feel free to contact me. It's all down to how you communicate and the the soft skills of the recruiter, essentially, and how they can make best use of the templates that are there, so that they can they can communicate difficult messages yeah. easily and and keep that relationship warm. And, that, and you know, Lydia, I want to add one thing. Well, um, mm. I, I actually have this experience dealing with some executive uh, candidates, huh. and they've gone through like five rounds of interview. When you want Five to, get, yeah, like you know, very big position, right? Right. When you want to reject them, you cannot just do this kind of approach anymore <laughs> because they spend so much energy and time and That's effort. Right. So what I did was I actually had to ask my management team to write like a paragraph that I can actually use it to send to those candidates, or if they really need to talk to to them to my management team. Then I, I will talk to the candidate on the phone, saying that you know if you need to get uh, more feedback, uh, my let's say my director is happy to talk to you about it. When you say something like that, that you totally appreciate mm. what you're trying to provide to them, and you will leave them with a very uh, high note. The recruiter has actually spent time and and is giving giving them back that kind of value. That they've given during exactly. during the hiring process. That's, exactly. that's a great example. Thanks, Mark. And you obviously you've related a lot about your own commitment to candidate care and candidate experience. So you've had uh, a vast experience in this space. What advice would you give someone who's starting out in recruitment today? We ask everyone this question. Okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, I think that if I would. Advise anyone who just start their recruitment career. I would tell them that they should learn how to be more analytic, mm. how they can use data to talk to their hiring managers because 
you know, if you talk to the hiring managers without any data at all, everything that you talk will just be your opinion and people don't care about that, right? So if they are prepared, you know, let's say they go to talk to the hiring managers doing like calibration session, you know, use data to show why they cannot find the right candidates and use that opportunity to try to prioritize, you know, what the hiring manager can change the priorities of the role and it can help them close the role faster, right? So like I mentioned before that the hiring managers are the one that they can make or break, you know, your results. So, you know, be sure that you have data to talk to them every time. Excellent. Thank you so much, Mark. Those are really great points that you have narrated and, and uh, shared with us today from your experience. And also, you know, just focusing on the role of the recruiter and being proactive and giving feedback and also to, to maintain uh, good communication skills for candidates who have come through long interview processes, etc. And it's nice that you have a five-day time or at least a time frame in which you reply candidates who have applied if they are rejected. So thank you so much for your time today, Mark. Uh, it's been a great, real great pleasure to have you on the show. I'm sure the audience knows they, they want to find out where to, where to look for you. Uh, okay. Where can they find you? Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So if they go on LinkedIn and they just search for Uncle Bear, I believe there's only one Uncle Bear on LinkedIn. <laughs> so yeah, they can just search for that and uh, just, you know, Mark Uncle Bear. And they, they will find me for sure. Mark, Mark Uncle Bear. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think that'll be easy to find. <laughs> and we've been speaking with um, Mark Lata Von Wong, who's also known as Uncle Bear. He is the Senior Consultant for Talent Acquisition and also Managing Director at Ubisource. And he's based in Bangkok, Thailand. So do look out for future, future podcasts from uh, All In Recruitment and stay tuned for our next videos. Mm-hmm.